Play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. And my name is Alyssa Fuchs. I'm here with Selena Hill and Jackie Cohn. And I am about to give you the quickie. And today we are talking about food insecurity and food deserts and um, whether or not you've eaten today. And I hope you have. Uh, But if you haven't, then food insecurity might be an issue for you or you might just be lazy or hungover and decide that you don't want to eat because you drank too much alcohol last night. Um, I've been there. I know what that is. But that's not food insecurity. That's just you being a drunk. Um, (laughs) Stanley. (laughs) Uh, And so this is food insecurity. And food insecurity can manifest itself in many different ways. But it's generally the idea that uh, people or households in the U.S. are lacking access to good food. Not just to food, but to good food. So, uh, And that's also a problem with healthy food. food. Good, healthy food. So, yeah, maybe you have money to go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac for everybody in your family. And, you know, maybe that Big Mac tastes good and it fills up your stomach. But does it have any nutritional value? Um, And maybe you don't have have the money to go buy a salad, which actually has some nutritional value. And I'll be perfectly honest, I don't particularly like salad and I find it hard to eat my vegetables. So I'm, you know, I eat crappy food, but not because of, not because I'm food insecure, because I make bad food choices. (laughs) The difference is people who are food insecure are forced into eating non-nutritious food because it is the only thing that's available in their neighborhoods that they can afford. And that's a really sad commentary. Um, We are the, one of the richest countries in the world. And yet we have a more than 14% of U.S. households lacked access to enough good food at some point last year. That's according to the latest annual food insecurity estimate from the federal government. Um, Just so you can get an idea of what 14% is, that's 17.5 million households in the United States were food insecure last year. Um, So what is food insecurity? How does it manifest? Who is struggling with hunger? Uh, Where are we seeing that? And what can we do about it? And I'm going to try and answer some of those things. And as I already mentioned earlier, I'm hoping that some show in the future, very near future, we are going to address this issue in more detail with a guest who can really speak on it. So I want to give you the basics today in the hopes that you will tune in for a future show to hear a lot more about this topic and to get involved in the conversation about this topic and what we can do about it. Uh, So although related, food insecurity and poverty are not the same thing. I know I mentioned that earlier. Poverty in the United States is only one factor of many factors that are associated with food insecurity. Uh, In fact, Higher unemployment, lower household assets, and certain other demographic characteristics um, are things that also lead to a lack of access to adequate, nutritious food, as Jackie points out. It's not just a lack of access to food, but to good food. Um, Despite an improving economy, the rate of food insecurity is much higher than the 11.1% food insecurity we saw in 2007 before we had the onset of the Great Recession and the financial crisis, which we spoke about during our first segment. If you missed it, make sure you listen to our show once it goes up online. Definitely check it out because this issue we're having with food insecurity has some relationship to the fact that the bankers crashed our economy in 2008. Great. Nice, isn't it? Um, So we have millions of people in this country that are struggling with hunger. We are not a third world country. We are not in dire straits like some places in Africa, in South America. However, we do have a large amount of people, millions of people struggling with hunger. So what are some of those numbers? Uh, The last data that we have available is from 2013 to 2014. And what we find is that 49.1 million Americans lived in food insecure households. And that includes 33 
3.3 million adults and 15.8 million children. Uh, 6% of households, which is 6.8 million households, experienced very low food security. Um, In 2013, households with children reported that food insecurity at a significantly higher rate than those without children. Uh, 20% of households that have children reported food insecurity as compared to 12% of food insecure households that only had adults. Um, And the households that had the highest rate of food insecurity uh, than the national average include households with children, as I mentioned, 20%. Households headed by single women, uh, another issue that we spoke about during our second segment when we talked about Planned Parenthood, 34%. Single men is at 23%, and not surprisingly, although very unfortunate, black non-Hispanic households at 26% and Hispanic households at 24%. So if you combine those two numbers, black, non-Hispanic, and Hispanic together, 26 and 24, you're over 50%. That means more than half of the people in this country that are food insecure are either black or Hispanic. That is a really sad commentary on the state of America today. Um, Food insecurity exists in every county in America. It is not uh, in every county, even the richest counties, you still have people that are food insecure. Eight states have statistically higher food insecurity rates than any than the national average. You guys want to take a guess on this? You want to jump in here for a what second? What states? Yeah. You want to take Red a guess? Red states. Red states. There yeah. you go. You want to give me an example? Maybe you can get one of the ones on my list. Kentucky. <laughs> nope. Kentucky's not on here. Alabama. Alabama, not on here. Oh. Mississippi. There you go. We got one. So Arkansas, Mississippi, Texas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Missouri, Georgia, and Ohio, which is a purple state, exhibit statistically the highest, higher than national average feud and security rates. So let's talk about what, now that I've given you some of the numbers behind feud and security, let me tell you what food insecurity is and what it's about. Um, so people in food insecure households do not necessarily go hungry. Um, however, about two-thirds of food insecure households mean uh, are what's consider low food security. That means although they manage to uh, get enough to eat, they compromised on the quality of the food or of the variety of the food that they were eating. Uh, members of these households are at very great risk for health problems, even though they're unlikely to suffer from hunger in the sense that they feel um, uneasiness or painful sensations caused by the lack of food. Uh, so what that means is People in these low food security households, they don't feel hungry. They're actually eating, but they're eating really awful food, such as McDonald's and Taco Bell and Wendy's and stuff that you really should eat in moderation um, or not at all. But they are eating that on the day-to-day norm because they cannot afford to buy uh, better foods such as, uh, you know, actual meat, protein, vegetables, the kinds of things that are actually good for you, whole grains, nutritious food instead. And even if they go to fast food, which apparently now fast food does have a lot of healthier options, um, they are not able to afford the healthier options. So they are eating off the dollar menu, which is stuff that is not necessarily the most nutritious food. And they also live in communities where they do not have access to good food because there are not restaurants serving good food. There are not necessarily supermarkets that are selling good food. And when there are, that kind of stuff is more expensive that they can afford. So they end up eating a lot of processed frozen food, which is stuff that they can afford. Um, Roughly a third of these feud insecure households are what's called very low food security. Those That means a household where a member really did eat less at some point during the year. These are people who actually feel hungry. Um, and in most of these households, the adult respondent reports that in the past 12 months, he or she was hungry and did not eat because there wasn't enough money for food. Uh, what you should understand about these households is usually it's just adults who skip food in 
meals sorry, in food insecure households with children. And the reason for that, as you could probably uh you know, so figure out yourself is the adult says, well, I have to feed my child, so I'm not going to eat today. And so an adult skips a meal to make sure that a child can eat. But when the child does eat, they are still eating this low quality food. And so it's not necessarily nutritious. And that's why you actually see high rates of obesity and high rates of juvenile diabetes in low income communities of colors has to do with the lack of access to good food. And also, you know, the lack of access to just, you know, the lack of money to be able to afford good food and adults skipping meals in order to make sure kids eat. Um, you should also understand that food insecurity is actually the highest in rural areas. In cities, you have less food insecurity than you do in rural, rural areas. And part of that is we have sometimes better social services networks. I won't say New York has the greatest, but in New York, we do have lots of food pantries, soup kitchens. Um, in blue states when and in large cities, you have better access to welfare benefits. Whereas in rural areas, you'll see like in Kansas and Mississippi, where the states have kind of cut snap across the board. And so that actually leads to a situation where you see a dramatic increase um, in food insecurity in rural areas over urban areas, um, which a lot of people actually find to be kind of surprising. I do know we have to wrap this up, but Although there has been dramatic increases in government spending on SNAP and related programs, you don't see a lowering of food insecurity numbers. That means that the spending is producing stagnant results, and we have to figure out a way to better spend money on SNAP uh, so that we can make sure that people who are on SNAP can get access to higher quality food rather than just being able to eat. Um, and the other thing that we should understand is that food insecurity isn't just necessarily about food stamps or about entitlement programs as they are called, although, you know, I don't want to get into the debate over semantics about what we call those, but these also have to do with bigger picture issues. I've mentioned this before. Everything is related to everything else. Stagnant wages, shrunken employment to population ratio, um, reduce, reduction in these welfare programs, um, and every other thing that society does to help struggling families other than food programs, such as social security and other and healthcare and a lot of other things, has actually shrunk since the Great Recession. So all of those things are factors into why so many households are food insecure. Thank you for that, Alyssa. And on that note, we have to say goodbye for now. But Aww. guess what? We'll be right back here, same time, same place, next Sunday, God willing. And also, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Scatter Radio. Let your voice be heard. And, of course, you can just check us out on our website, lyvbh.com. We'll see you again next Sunday. <laughs>